Hello and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. This is a podcast dedicated to real life stories told by ordinary people. And you know what they did? They discovered their passion and then they learned they could make a very good living, a great living actually, using the talents and skills that they came into this world with. I'm Patricia Noldrain. I'm your host for this podcast. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm Patricia Noldrain, your host for When Passion Meets Profit. It's a podcast, really, that was created so entrepreneurs could give themselves permission to make a great income doing exactly what they love to do. I always enjoy interviewing people with unique gifts, but today is really a wonderful day because I'm interviewing Roxanne Chaput. And by the way, I'm going to have her say her name because she says it in French, and I love that. But today, she is somebody that is so different than anybody I've interviewed because she's a shaman. And I didn't even know what a shaman was. So I'm very anxious to find out more about her gifts and about Roxanne and how she got to where she is today. And you will be too. So welcome, Roxanne, to the call. Well, thank you so much, Patricia. I am so honored to be here and to be a part of this journey with you. Well, good. Now, now say your name because she really, she just said it to me and I can't, I can't make it sound like that. Go ahead. That's okay. So the last name is Shepu. <laughs> Shepu. Shepu. It's from Patty from France. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. I love how you said that. Well, Roxanne, let's, let's really get started because I would really like to know your definition of a shaman because that's who you are. That's who you represent. So what is a shaman? Yes, absolutely, Patricia. So a shaman, if we want to think about over 100,000 years ago, so shamanism has been around for over 100,000 years. And back in this time, in this era, they were really considered like the medicine man, the medicine woman, the spiritual doctor, the energy doctor, the energy healer of their tribal communities. And this is not just prevalent in the indigenous population and you know, country that I am from and I reside in, this was global. So this was all over the world. There was tribes all over the world where they had their own, their own doctors for their tribal communities. Wow. You know, it's so different because I understand that. I've seen movies about that and I've heard things about it and I believe in it also, quite honestly. But how did you discover that you had that gift? I mean, is that something that when you, when you were a little girl that you knew? Yeah, you know what? I think, you know, when speaking of shamanism and understanding that um, herbal medicines and just natural remedies of the forest and of the earth really do heal us. And if we think about the derivatives that are really happening within, you know, just like our pharmaceutical drugs that, you know, that are really trying to help us cope through some of the diseases that we have currently in this modern world, it's something very similar. There's just some synthetic properties that are added to this. So, the healing modality is tried and true. I mean, it's been around for over 100,000 years. So it's really incredible to know that we're still kind of doing this traditional form of healing. And I've always known, I've always had this deep knowingness that I had, you know, I was very receptive to energy. I was always guiding others. I was always healing others. I was always kind of being that place of solace for others where they would find kind of that calmness or they would seek wisdom, or they would seek advice from me, even as a small little girl. And unfortunately, as a small girl, a little girl, I didn't quite understand my gifts. I didn't quite understand that this was my gift. 
And here in Canada, I am, so I am native, so I'm native in French and here it's called a culture here in Canada, it's called a Métis culture. And we never really spoke of our culture just because of all of the history that has happened with the native population here. If we didn't look native, we were to speak that we were native just because we were scared of the wrath that was going to come from either society or from the government. And there's just been so much historical events that happened between the First Nations and the native population with the French Revolution that happened within Canada. So it wasn't something that I was just able to fully explore. This kind of came to me a little bit later in life, and I was always very attracted to my roots and to my ancestry. However, no one in my family really spoke of it just because it was something that was unspoken of. We didn't, they didn't want to recognize, they didn't want to kind of confirm that we were of this descent and that we had all these incredible gifts within us and that we were in fact connected to nature the way that we were. So as I kind of went through life and I went through my own trials and tribulations and just kind of navigating through life, I had this vision for almost four months straight in dream state. I was dreaming and I had this beautiful indigenous woman come to me and she was standing in front of this ravina and she had her arms extended to me and beside her were teepees. And she was chanting me a song and the song was so melancholy, it was so warm, it was so peaceful. And she, the way that she was extending herself to me felt like the connection to her was like of my maternal grandmother, great grandmother. It was just such an incredible connection. And she came to me every night for four months and I do dream interpretations. And I was like, what is she trying to tell me? Like, but where am I being guided? Where am I being directed? And I was going around and I was hemming this song around my partner. And he's like, wow, like that's a really beautiful song. Like it's very soothing. I'm like, I know. I'm like, this is what she sings to me in my dream. And I just had this idea one day. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring this dream to an elder of my community. And an elder here in the indigenous population is our elders are the ones that carry the wisdom. They carry the wisdom of the land, of the healing, of everything the history of who we are. And I went to this incredible elder and he was a shaman as well. And I was telling him of my dream. And he said, she's calling you to the land. She's calling you to the land to come and heal and to be with your ancestry, to follow your ancestral roots. And I'm like, calling you to the land to heal? Like, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, it will come to you in vision state. And I was singing him and I was chanting him the song that she was singing to me. And he, he paused and he said, oh my goodness. He said, I haven't, that, that song hasn't been utilized for over a hundred years in healing circles. He's like, my grandfather, my great-grandfather used to hymn it to me, but not in form of healing. He's like, but it's almost like she, she tweaked it a little bit to make it a rendition for you. It wasn't, you know, the original, original healing melody. And right then I had chills all throughout my body. I was like, okay, like, where am I going? What am I doing? <laughs> How do I be in alignment? How do I heal myself first? Because that's what he was telling me that I, that's true. She was calling me to the land to heal. And I met with this incredible spiritual guide shortly after, and they had no connection to each other. And I was telling her of my dream. And she told me the exact same thing. She said, she's calling you to the land to heal, to come and heal. She's like, you're meant to be a healer. You are a shaman. And I was like, I am a shaman. Like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Right. <laughs> like, where, 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 where do I start? <laughs> you know, and 
it was just such an incredible experience. And it's funny because the last night that I had the dream, I woke up the following morning and I told my partner, I said, listen, she came to me in my dream again last night. I know where I need to go. I need to go and heal. And it was pouring rain outside. And he's like, oh, okay, you're going to, you know, heal in the pouring rain in a forest. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, there's bears and wolves. I'm like, I'm fine. I feel protected. I'll, you know, I'll take safety measures for your sanity. And I went on this incredible journey. And as soon as I got into my vehicle, I started chanting the song that she was singing to me. And I was listening to this old indigenous song that I've listened to since I was a little girl. And I was just crying and crying and crying in the release. And it was like, I was reconnecting to my soul. I was reconnecting to my ancestry. It was almost like I had had it released my emotions in so many years because I had went through so many trials and tribulations that I was conformed and conditioned to think that strength meant that we didn't show our vulnerability. We didn't show our emotion. We didn't express ourselves. And it was almost like the floodgates opened and I was just starting to release. And this was just on the drive itself. And I get to this land two and a half hours later. And mind you, it's pouring rain and I'm walking through this forest and I come across and I know that these grounds are ancient indigenous healing grounds. They are known like you can feel the like the radiancy of the earth, of the water, all the elements are there. And I'm walking and I see this incredible rock and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is where I'm healing. I'm like, I just, I was gravitated toward the rock and I, I sat on the rock and I was doing a smudging ceremony. So for the listeners, I don't know what smudging ceremonies are. It's, it's a very ancient, it's very, it's a very ceremonial thing, a sanctimonial thing where we cleanse energy and we purify ourselves and we just cleanse every part of our energy so that we can be pure. And I was doing this smudging ceremony. So what you do is you light, um, you can light different herbs. You can use sage, you can use cedar, you can use pine, you can use tobacco, you can use palsanto. And I'm burning on this rock and I'm smudging and I'm crying and crying and crying. And I can feel myself reconnecting to the earth, to the land, to the, like, to the water, to the wind, like to the animals. It was just so incredible. It was, I can't even really describe it into words, but it was just powerful. And all of a sudden, as I'm smudging on this rock, a deer comes out of the forest. I see a bunny. There's a little chipmunk that hops on my rock. There's a hummingbird flying from tree to tree. They don't usually fly when it's pouring rain. Like usually they'll fly if it's like drizzling. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she was flying from tree to tree, like like hovering above me. And as I'm sitting on this rock and I'm there for almost over four hours, I realize as it's pouring rain and there's no enclosure over this rock, there's trees around it, but no enclosure over the rock. Not one single drop of rain hit me the entire time that I was there. It was just such an incredible experience. And I had told myself, I said, if after that moment, my life was never the same. I had this unwavering inner peace. I knew exactly what I was intended to do on this earth. I knew that I was intended to guide others to heal to love and awaken themselves. And I told myself, if I could do this for myself, I need to do this for others because this moment of what I feel, there was no words to describe it. So then I put my theory to the test and I wanted to make sure that, you know, what I had was, you know, actually able to guide others to heal and put them on this healing journey and allow them to have this healing ceremony as I did. And every friend and family that I used as kind of guinea pigs to make sure that, you know, the process where everyone had the exact same results and their life was never the same after that. They had just this unwavering sense of inner peace 
and just knowing that they were on the right path in their journey. So then I knew, in fact, that I was a healer. Oh, wow. Well, how long ago was that? I started at, that would be almost three years now. Oh, for heaven's sake. And, you know, I want to go all the way back in your story, which was beautifully said, Roxanne, but all the way back to the fact that there was so much shame around what your gift really was. You weren't even supposed to talk about it, you know. And here your your role in life is to heal people, is to help them. And you couldn't even talk about it a while ago. Isn't that sad? It's very sad. And it just speaks to the volumes of the suppression that happens all around us. Yes. Knowing what I know now, and for those that are maybe undergoing their own journey right now or are still discovering their own inner gifts, because we all have our own inner gifts and our own inept abilities. Mm-hmm. And it's just to really understand is to just follow our soul and follow our instinctual and our intuitive senses and don't negate from that. Don't let the logical sense and the conformity conditioning kind of sway us from what we are actually intended to do here on this earth. Very wise words, very wise. I'm really enjoying this episode, but you know what? I wanted to take a moment to talk to you, especially to you if you're ready to take this one precious life that we've all been given, but you're ready to take it seriously. If that's you, then pay attention. You know, I'm, I owned an executive recruiting firm in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh my gosh, for years. And I interviewed hundreds, maybe even thousands of people during that time. And I was asked the same two questions over and over. One, what should I be when I grow up, Patricia? And then they'd just look at me and say, I know I, I'm older now, but I'm so nervous now. It was so sad to me. And then the next question, Patricia, I need to find a niche. I need to specialize. Do you think you could help me? And the answer is, yes, I can help. Because it's very sad to me that our school system can never help us with this very important piece of our life. That's called our career. They have to do other things. But I knew that I could help. So I started doing workshops and books and counseling. And guess what? I discovered that people didn't want to do it the way I thought it should be done. Here's what they wanted. They wanted four things as I started working with them. They wanted to do it on their own terms, on their own time, when they wanted to do it. I call that SPL, where you learn it at your own pace, self-paced learning. Number two, they really wanted a community of like-minded people, people that have been where they are, challenged with what they have, and then also got a result. Well, guess what? I started a Facebook group, and it's free, called When Passion Meets Profit. Number three, they were ready to invest, but you know what? They said, nope, only to a certain point. I will not invest in myself if it's not affordable. Okay, check. Number four, they wanted to see a difference. At the end of a program, they wanted to see a difference, a result. Check. Guess what? I met all four of those requirements. I created a program called Your Gift is Your Niche. It's downloadable so you can do it at your own pace. So go to Your Gift is Your Niche, N-I-C-H-E dot com. And I want you to read about that and see if it resonates with you. And, And really move fast on this because this is your life. Remember this one precious life that you're given. And I, for just a short time, I decided maybe and maybe I'll continue it forever. I really see that it's helpful. I want to create office hours. Once a week, I want to come on live with each one of you. You can ask as many questions as you want. You can literally come on and say, this worked for me. Who knows what you'll say? 
We all need the tools and techniques. We need to be asked the right questions, and that's what this course is about. So if you're really ready to start maybe a full-time business of your own, I don't know, maybe you're ready to start a side business alongside your career, but you do know that you're ready to find your passion and you're ready to make a profit with it, then your gift is your niche is your answer. Let's get back to the podcast. Well, you know, Roxanne, I, it's it's interesting. As you were talking, I thought, I wonder if she can teach somebody else to do that. And I don't think so, but I'm, I'll ask you. And the reason I say that is because I remember somebody telling me to go out and be grounded. <laughs> and I said, okay, what now what does that mean? And she said, take off your shoes and socks and go out in the grass and just allow your feet to feel the minerals from the earth. And so she, now she's talking to me and I'm out in the grass and she said, do you, do you feel anything? Do you feel the minerals? And do you feel the earth? And I'm like, no, no, I don't. I'm t- terribly nervous. There's worms in this grass. I just know there's worms and I don't like what I'm doing right now. So can I put my shoes back on? And I realized then that there are people like you that feel the earth and you can't even describe what it feels like. But could you teach another person to be a shaman? No, you can't teach anybody else to be a shaman. I mean, there is knowledge and we can, you know, disseminate knowledge and disseminate wisdom of what we do and the gifts that we provide to serve. However, I do believe and I know for factual that you can only become a shaman in a few different ways. So either you're born into being a shaman, you're initiated into being a shaman, or you're being called by vision to be a shaman. It's not something that you can go to school for. It's something that is just instinctually part of your gifts. Just like not everyone can be a medical doctor. It's these certain criteria. However, there's just no education component in our you know, in the way that we view this modern world as education, it's everything that has just been gifted to us. Yeah. What a beautiful story you told. I just loved every second of it. And and it's probably a story that took you a while to really tell people because people don't like that voodoo stuff. That's what they call it. And I don't call it that at all. I call it pay attention to the universe and God, they're talking to you. But did it was it hard for you to tell that story to a lot of people? Yeah, you know what? I think that at first, if I would have, if this would have been 10 years ago, I would have been very hesitant to have shared my story. I would have been worried of other people's judgment and the thought of what they thought of me. But it's funny, my family and friends always have known that I was a very deep soul and a very wise soul. They always called me a very old soul. So none of them were surprised that I, I ended up in this line of like of these gifts because they've always, always seen it in me and they've always come to me for these gifts. So for me, for other people, I was so already, you know, immersed into my own healing journey and my own kind of just my own self-soul mastery journey. I hadn't really healed that component, but I had healed other aspects of what had transpired throughout my life. So at that point, what others thought of me had no relevance. It carried no weight. It had no effect on my emotional regulation and had no effect on who I knew I was. And when I had that moment, it was an unwavering. It was, an, I couldn't even doubt who I was at that moment. And it's not up for others to question or to judge who I am. And I don't really care if they do, because I know who I am and I know what I'm capable of. So I think that when we remove that conditioning of casting judgment on others, 
for what they're experiencing because we're all we're all privy to energy. We are energetic beings. We are made. We are electromagnetic beings. We are made of energy. This is scientific. This isn't within organized religion. We are energetic beings, and energy never dies. Well, the trees and every creature and every being on this planet carries energy. The earth carries energy. The wind carries energy. Everything carries energy around us. It's us for be able to silence our noise that is happening around us and clear our receptive so that we can receive the energy that is being gifted around us. Oh, that's wonderful. My favorite thing is what you just said. And I'll be repeating that at the end, but it's not having never have doubt about who it is that you are because you're listening to somebody else have doubts about you. That's just the most wonderful strong statement I've heard. And do you think that just developed or do you think after your story, it's come and get me because nobody's going to stop me now? Yeah, you know what? I think it's just like, I just feel untouchable because in the sense that there's always going to be criticism, there's always going to be the nurse, there's always going to be people that are going to hate your journey or hate how you flourished throughout life. And that doesn't belong to me. That's a, that's a mere reflection of who they are and how they feel towards themselves. That has no relevance to me. And I'm very capable of deciphering that and understanding that if someone feels a certain way towards me, it has absolutely nothing to do with me. It's something to do with part of their shadow and part of what they have intended with at the end of the day. It has nothing to do with me. Oh, wow. You're so smart. What a wise woman you are. And you're such a young, beautiful girl, too. Mm-hmm. So... You don't have to wait to be 80 years old to be wise. <laughs> and that's your proof of that, Roxanne. Okay, now this is really the part of the show that I love to talk about. A lot of people are uncomfortable with it, but I know you're not uncomfortable because it's you're untouchable now. But when did you start really seeing this as a business so that you could make a profit with your gift? Because that's really important to me that people understand that it's okay to make a profit and an income and a great living with what it is that you love to do. So when did you start thinking of this as a business? Absolutely. And I think that um, I was already in the coaching business before this healing journey and the shamanism kind of came into effect. And I think that uh, as soon as I was able to, you know, really ensure that it was a proven system and that it was effective, I knew right then and there that I needed to offer that immediately because I knew that the world needed this and it doesn't mean they have to need it for me. It was just, an, I was just another source, another outlet in order to provide this, this methodology of healing. So for me, it was just, it was instinctual. I knew that it, it needed to be kind of put to the market and needed to be put out there so that others could grasp it and really start going on their own healing, their own healing journey. Yeah. And see, the thing is, uh, if Money is exchanged. There's value in what it is that you're doing for a person. I discovered many years ago that I would give many times scholarships to different events I was doing, and the people wouldn't show up for the scholarship. But the people that paid the money not only showed up, they, they were there. They were in the moment. And so have you found that also? Because I'm sure on your journey, Roxanne, that you have offered free and, uh, you know, you don't have to pay me anything when you first started doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Until I met you, Patricia, <laughs> I was still doing free consultations and not understanding that I am exchanging my energy and you know my wisdom and everything of the healing essentials that I'm providing to someone. So then I started charging for that as well. But 
when I first was doing it with family and friends, it was just something that I wanted to ensure were functioning. And then after that, it was like, I started tippy-toeing into it, you know? And I think that as we embark in this soul and self-mastery journey is that we have a lot of conditioning around money that is yes. spiritual beings that we're not allowed to accept money in exchange, which all of that is nonsense, right? And that money can only come in a certain way and that maybe we're not deserving of money that we should be doing these things for free, but that's not in fact the truth. And when we uncover that and realize that we are exchanging energy for wisdom and for financials, like, that's how we strive when we live throughout the world and it's perfectly healthy and it's perfectly okay. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. Now, what advice would you give somebody really that has unique gifts and, and they know they have a unique gift. It's not the natural, normal gift that's out there for a lot of us. What advice would you give them about going into their own business and starting their own? Yeah. What I really would love to say is that we're none of us are normal and we're not intended to be normal. That is just something that we were conformed to believe that we all need to fit in this this box, but we all have inept gifts, every single one of us, and every single one of us has abilities, and that looks different for everyone. Some of us are very good at listening and providing, you know, knowledge and wisdom and guidance. Some of us are really great at healing. We all have incredible gifts within us. And if you're about to embark on this journey, is you need to first love yourself and believe in yourself because that is one of the biggest milestones because if you don't believe in your gifts and you don't believe in yourself, then that's where the imposter syndrome comes in. That's where you feel and you shy away from your messaging. You shy away from who you are. So it's important that in this space, knowing how you know sensitive it is, it's really to just show up in your most authentic self. And it doesn't need to appease anyone as long as it feels incredible within your soul and within your being. Mm, beautifully said. Well, you know, I've used Roxanne, by the way. She is gifted. It is a wonderful experience, and I will continue to use her and use her with her gifts and pay her because I, I want to. I want her to know the value that is there within her. How can people get in touch with you, Roxanne? Because I know there's people on the line that literally have listened to you and said, I really identify with her. I get everything that she's saying. How would they reach you? Absolutely. So anyone can connect with me through my website at www.roxannechaput.com and all of my social media handles are under that name as well. It's Roxanne Chaput. I practiced while <laughs> I kind of practiced while we were on a little break. Oh. Uh, so Roxanne Chaput, let me spell it out for you again. R O X A N N E C H A P U T dot com, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, the the T is silent when I'm doing it in French and I just love speaking French and so that's going to be my new middle name, Roxanne. Just because I want it to be. Okay, so I, I took away nine golden nuggets from today's conversation. Uh, they just fell out of your mouth. And so I, and I, quite honestly, I probably am not going to do them justice because that's how really good you were and how wise you were. And your words of wisdom were words that I know someone out there needs to hear today, including myself. So number one, be aware what people are asking you to help them with. Because I noticed at the beginning, Roxanne, when you were talking, people were coming up to you literally asking for different solutions and guidance and so on, because that's your natural ability. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. And then the second awareness is be aware 
of what you are attracted to. Because I noticed also with you, Roxanne, you were attracted to different things in the earth. And, you know, you just felt those kinds of things. And the most important thing that I heard you say today, number three, be aware of your dreams because dreams matter. Now, I think you did say this. I want to come back to it, though. Did you say you had a dream about the same dream every single night for months? Yeah, every single night for almost four months straight. Holy moly. That's never happened to me. And that would really be a major sign. But once again, I would be in the same boat. I would be saying, now, wait a minute. I know you're talking to me. I know you're sharing this wonderful song with me, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. Mm -hmm. And then you did. Number four, sometimes you can't teach what you know. And that is disturbing, isn't it? That you can't help somebody become a shaman like you because it's it's not teachable. You're either are that or you're not. I found with, with me, the thing I wasn't able to teach is how to ask the right questions to get someone to have clarity. And I would, I would try to teach people, but then they would come on with me in practice and they wouldn't ask me questions. They'd just start talking. And questions are, I mean, all, all of our answers are in whatever profound question you ask yourself. So mm-hmm. I, I'm glad to know that. Number five, don't worry about others' opinions. Love that. But here's number six, the one I told you I like the most. Don't ever doubt who you are. Number seven, you're always going to be criticized. Just know it doesn't belong to you. Love that. I mean, are you listening to your wise words, Roxanne? <laughs> right. Number eight, we all have our own unique gifts. Just start paying attention to yours. And the last one, number nine, love yourself and believe in yourself. Because if you don't have that, you can't go on to help somebody else. Love yep. That. that was you, Roxanne. There you go. Thank you, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. And thank you so much for being on and telling us about shamanism and about your beautiful gift and your wonderful story that you told so eloquently. I can't mm-hmm. wait to have you on again, Roxanne. Oh, thank you so much for today, Patricia. I'm so honored. Until we meet again, everybody, it's Patricia Noel Drain. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. It really helps us. And it helps us to know that you're there listening to it, that it's helpful to you. If you want more, you want to go beyond this podcast, guess what? We have a Facebook community just waiting for you to join. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain. <laughs>